Y'all, even Pennsylvania judges are coming with the clapbacks on Trump. Like, they cannot contain (laughs) the straight-up dragging of his continued attempt to invalidate this election. And I quote, The court has been unable to find any case in which a plaintiff has sought such a drastic remedy in the contest of an election in terms of the sheer volume of votes asked to be invalidated. One might expect that when seeking such a startling outcome, a plaintiff would come formidably armed with the compelling legal arguments and factual proof of rampant corruption, such that this court would have no option but to regrettably grant the proposed injunctive relief despite the impact it would have on such a large group of citizens. That has not happened. I'm about to end this man's whole career. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 4, Chapter 12, The Siege. This episode was written by John Favreau, directed by Carl Weathers, who worked on Little Nicky and Happy Gilmore. I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. I really liked it despite some of its very clunky dialogue, but that is something that the show seems to struggle with. I don't know, maybe that's a John Favreau thing. (laughs) Of course, his response would be, I am making billions of dollars, kiss my ass. And that would be fair. So let's go ahead and jump right into the recap. The Razor Crest is a busted lemon at its last leg. And Jen is trying to instruct baby Yanni on repairs. But my baby is in this little pit, ain't been hooked on phonics at all, haven't watched any Sesame Street or the Explorer. Yo Gabba Gabba, don't know his colors. Like what is a red and what is a blue? Like, you telling me this like I know what that is, daddy? I don't know what that is. And you keep telling me to keep them away from each other. I'm just waving shit in the air until it feels like I figured it out. I love when he said, or he made the noise, he's like, put the red one where the green one was and the green one where the red, I maybe messed up the colors, whatever. I think it was blue. (laughs) And he said, huh? English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Then we have father and son eating broth together and him trying to catch a peek under daddy's helmet. And the identical eating was adorbs. They need to stop for at Navarro for help because they're not going to make it to their destination without repairs. And I was like, okay, I guess we're taking a side trip and I'm all good with side trips. On Navarro, a group of aliens that have, at least some of them had hoof mouths or whatever, like long, I I don't know. It just creeped me out just a bit because I'm like, how are you eating if that's what your mouth... But then the other ones had mouths that resembled those monkeys' raw ass when they be up. And I don't even know what those monkeys are called, but yeah, I could not stare at them for very long because i was like ew that looks like a hemorrhoid (laughs) they are fighting over their monetary cuts and are about to kill and very 
excessively fake freaked out squirrel type of creature deal for dinner and i understand that he apparently is sentient enough to know that this is not good even though i feel as if all animals react that way right because i'm sure when a kid when a chicken is going into the house like he's figured out over the years like fuck when all other chickens go in there they don't come back out so yeah i don't know if they realize the meat cleaver that's coming for them is about to be their doom the way in which you would be in a um what do you call those things a chopping block that's not what they're called and i it's not coming to me right now but those things they used in the french revolution (laughs) but um i don't know why i got very distracted by this entire fact because i was very thrown off at how fucking puppety this thing looked when they're about to kill it and of course cara dune shows up just in time as the new marshal apparently to take them down and take the booty to return to their owners with the rat slash squirrel grateful to be alive and uh the fight scene was was okay i liked it in most parts i guess this would be a good moment to stop and talk about the controversy over the actress that plays cara dune i did not actually write down her name whatsoever i am not i mean i'm not familiar with all these people like apparently last week the banks woman is very popular in wrestling i don't watch wrestling so of course i'm like who's this black chick that's very pretty but also very capable and seems as if should be a big deal well that's why the camera was lingering on her she has a particular persona she is well known i just didn't know who she was i thought she was gonna be baby Yanni's new mommy or slash protectress mommy i mean it doesn't require her and mando getting together but it couldn't hurt what i'm saying is i was shipping it anywho moving back to uh her controversy people are requesting she gets fired because she is an anti-masker now i'm of two minds about this i'm rather indifferent i'm not calling for her her head or her firing because you know at this point unless it's really truly like racist i I don't know if anti-masker i mean it's the same type of people that go get on their fucking motorcycles without a helmet right it's the same people that think i don't need to put my seatbelt on but when there's an accident and they end up dead because they were fucking morons well i mean that's that that's them it's kind of like yeah we knew and now you're just you lose respect for them right so i have no respect or wish to see this uh character as i once did succeed however i it, it is what it is now i mean it it's not as a as um i guess it's not in the the uh hr handbook right harassment sexual harassment racism those type of things are in the handbook and i that's why when people say oh well you know he works for the show but yeah but when you're outside of the show and you have that image unfortunately when you're a star that works both ways that's why i get kind of upset 
I mean, it's it's almost like the same rules apply as if you were working at the office. It's just a little different for stars. And that's a catch-22 because in a lot of ways it works out for them. But in other ways, it could, especially once a lot of momentum is given to it, derail their career. That's the power that you're given. It's up to you to know what to do with it. And if you out there doing stupid shit, you know you ain't supposed to. Because you thought it was funny to, uh, to joke about rape. Well, <laughs> you're, that's going to have to eventually be talked about. Because that's the catch-22 that you signed the fuck up for. Everyone don't go out to be a celebrity. Or want to have their name known. Or whatever the case may be. Some people like to act on Broadway. And most people don't know who the fuck they are. I suppose in conclusion, she can go fuck off somewhere. But as far as the character is concerned, if she stays on the show, whatever. If she is gone from the show, good riddance. One way or the other, I'm rather indifferent. I'm not about to sign no no petitions or campaigns. (laughs) That's how I feel. That's my two cents about it. And apparently some of the articles you do click on at IMDb are actually factual. Good to know. Moving on from this scene, Kara and Grief, Karga, greet Mando as he lands and asks what's his credit like on the planet. And since they plan on working the shit out of him, they're like, that's good. It's all good. Make his uh, ship brand new, like brand new. I knew when that dude turned around and looked at them, something shady was going to go down. So I'm glad that they played it the way they did though even expecting it i almost forgot until the moment it was revealed so that was actually a nice witty bit of writing it doesn't always happen (laughs) i don't know why i'm being so petty right now but it's been a consistent theme throughout the entire series of the mandalorian and i just feel like dragging the point of it so they see the baby now i know mimi had been dying a little bit inside because baby yanni is not even touching (laughs) or not even being touched barely by Kara, and they were supposed to be so close and she had all these plans about how they was gonna be a family yeah that's apparently not the case and surprisingly it's grief cargo that's like where's my little baby come here you know everybody be doing that shit right <laughs> talking to a baby like you know i can't you can't understand a word i'm saying or half the words i'm saying you taking care of him you taking care of him right and he's like he said yeah he's like no he probably said well what what you doing he ain't saying actual words at all he's just mimicking the words coming out of your mouth <laughs> And then we learn that Grief Karga has been basically declared mayor, doing all the clerical work, and Dune has been cleaning up the streets in her one-man police unit. Mando blames his ship damage on the New Republic and not his preemptive need to outrun a chat. The Outer Rim planets, we learn, are places even the old regime regime is that how you say that couldn't police and i was like oh i got a connection here that's like belta loda belta loda you can't police them because they're too fractioned off 
so it's like now they're giving me some world building that i can understand in the show and not me expecting to know they now have a school and it's yanni's unplanned first day in class to the delight of some of the children though mando acts like every parent that first day you drop them off at daycare you're just like um but are you gonna do this and you gotta make sure this and you just find yourself standing at the window like do they even miss me and then they come to the window and wave at you and then you're like oh my god they do and i miss you and now i don't want to leave and oh my goodness people are telling me the they're telling me i gotta get out they uh, they said this is not helping it's not healthy <laughs> so relatable moment for all of us yanni spots a kid eating some macaroons who basically tells him no i am not sharing i don't care anything about your coos or them puppy eyes i'm not doing it it's mine you don't know what i had to do to get these blue macaroons yanni is always hungry so apparently broth ain't it i got beans creams potatoes tomatoes lamb rings beans creams potatoes tomatoes chicken turkeys raccoon but then i thought about how my child eat and how much she enjoys snacks always does not matter if she is hungry or not her eyes just light up because it's something sweet or salty that she's going to enjoy and when he is denied he uses the force to steal them we catch up with another familiar character mithril he now works for grief krieger and we get a little backstory on why he was obtained and a bounty put on him in the first place he used to be grief's accountant and he got creative with the numbers before running away and now he is going to be paying off his debt for 230 years and i'm like are you still gonna be alive sir kara wants to talk business despite mando thinking his repairs are really gonna be free there is an old imperial base that still houses a skeleton staff of folks they need mando's help removing said base so that the whole entire planet can now be safe and they can start some trade and be their own independent little trading sector and nation and since he is all about liberation he's like fine it's not like you're not fixing my ship (laughs) <laughs> on credit i wanted to sing that mary j blas song just fine 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 Ooh. <laughs> the plan is to overload the reactor um controlling the place and get out though mithril is looking like he didn't realize he was in on this deal he's like i thought i was just the ride he almost made me feel as if he was going to be a traitor as well but he surprisingly is just a coward and it makes no pretense of it all entire episode long which i guess to some people is funny but it was so overly done in this episode and just a repeated gag between the trio as if that was the only bit that they could like they did decide to just elaborate anything between the three besides the same bit of back and forth in different terminology but uh he's gonna drive them up to the front door 
then he's gonna stay that's what they said right he was gonna stay in his speeder and wait <laughs> the visuals continue to look impressive on this show i will say all episode long all season long really it has been top notch and that cannot be understated they get to the door and the buttons are melted of course they are probably to stop people from breaking in and Mathero is not acting like a man someone is <laughs> doing a favor for because he's like do i have to uh do i just want to stay right here like he you owe him and he is knocking off 150 years of your debt and you still like um i'd rather think about it (laughs) and uh he starts working on the door for 2.3 seconds before kara is like how long is that gonna take you that that's what i was like okay come on now come on and it's not as if mando didn't go rocket off somewhere to handle business and he opens the door and Mathero's like, okay, I'm going to stay right here. And then Kara's like, well, not if you want to be melted by lava tide. And it was just a way to get him away so that they can have the, the, the speeder be... Cr- it was so very obviously a plot point to get him with them because there was really no reason. He was supposed to be the getaway driver because they was like, make sure you're ready when we come out because we won't have a lot of time and then as soon as the door opens well you gotta get in here you're gonna be crushed by lava like why are you forcing this man along he was not part of the mission he wasn't in the room when you set up details i just well maybe he was in the room actually (laughs) i take that back but you know what i mean it was stupid (laughs) to get him in on the action when he could have just been in on the action the base isn't as empty as they thought and they run into some stormtroopers. they eventually make their way to the heat shafts and once again for some reason there's three of them and they send the chicken like come on Kara. only two people needed to handle the doors not like he couldn't shoot because we see him shoot so why do we need to force him it's almost to say your life is expendable here and ours is not and i don't know why <laughs> to get him to be the one to to deactivate it or set it off for explosion the back and forth with the dialogue like oh do i need to add 50 take off 50 more years or i'm gonna have you this or that I, i'm just like hey, guys guys <laughs> like there's too many professionals in this room to be acting like two-year-olds 10 minutes before destruction and they come upon two minions destroying the hard drives and what looks like to be lab experiments we see that the scientists or that particular scientist that i can't remember his name before that took baby yanni's blood explaining that they infused the volunteers with the child's blood but it failed and he recommends ending experimentation though says he won't disappoint Moff Gideon again. So what I did find out that Moff Gideon is 
not someone that is in the star wars lore he is a fictional character for this particular show so i'm glad that they brought that in and i don't have to know this guy's whole backstory and they can be liberal with what they can do with the character so i'm all down with that i love that in series that's one of the reasons why i was really interested in the new star trek discovery because i don't want to sometimes watch 14 old years of footage of a show i like if that's what i intended to do previously i would have done it sometimes i like to see shows that are interesting genre but in a type of model that speaks more to me and i know while people who love the series are attached and i'm not gonna completely fault them there are things where like in the expanse if i saw some people doing some things i'm like um excuse me i could see that but on the flip side of that i also can understand and allow that other people are gonna feel different and that that doesn't mean i need to shit all over the new friend like if it's gonna be different than how i picture it then i'd rather just be out like i'm not gonna be a part of that franchise i don't feel the need to go bully people who like the new changes to a particular franchise and those are the people that i can't stand but jen is shook to hear that moff gideon is still alive they get pinned down by some troopers but fight their way out mando separates from them to get the kid via his jetpack while the trio escape another route to the speeder and then they steal that impressive ride that um Mithario had pointed out earlier and clearly that was the indication once again we're gonna take that i did lol at Mithario waiting for his shot when he kept dipping down up down up it, that was really funny <laughs> troopers then give chase on bikes another great chase scene Creef handles the guns and why is it grief uh why, why does he need to be towed because she's like can you get on those weapons yeah no i'll just sit here in the passenger seat and enjoy the ride like of course you get on the damn weapons and they destroy the bikes all three of them well at least two of them because he was able to take out one she was able or he took out two and then she took out one but crafts are now coming and there's more wasteful dialogue inside so much so that i just scribbled a whole bunch of question marks especially the part that was like almost there now were they trying to just get to the part where the razor crest would be there because i was thinking if you get into town they still spaceships or spacecraft up there they can still see you they can still shoot if anything they're going to shoot at the town i didn't get that part of the dialogue but if that meant that the razor crest was going to assist them then i can allow it but at the moment it just made me once again put a question mark then mando and the razor crest save them and yanni with his cookies his hands in the air going we it's this cute ass shit that makes my week i love this so much but mando with them skills with the two planes was also awesome especially the face-off battle Wait. Renegade, Renegade, Renegade. 
I have never wanted to see Pedro Pascal's face more. Had me singing that song by Ray J. Y'all know that one. You is so sexy. S-C-X-Y sexy. No, that's just me. Anyhow, Yanni enjoyed himself, but never eat on a roller coaster, kid, because what goes in is going to come up. And Jen did that thing every parent have to do when they have to drive, but also clean up the puke on their kid. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> now, you don't rationally think, I'm about to pull over. It's like, no, I need to get somewhere. I'm going to handle this. <laughs> but he had a seatbelt on, and I was like, thank you. The ship looks so fucking brand new with the quickness. And I I will say that was a little <laughs> suspect, but I'm going to let it go. And then off they go, not even with the drink because they need to get off of Gideon's radar. The only two New Republican members patrolling <laughs> the Outer Rim planets, apparently, question grief about the base explosion knowing damn well the razor crest was involved despite grief's denial of it then he speaks with Kara with an offer to join the new republic because they can use people like her she has an impressive record they served at the same base and they know something is going on out here and they want to be able to help it but they need some assistance from the locals and that's exactly what it is when it's new regimes coming in you have to get some of the assistance of the locals particularly if you're trying to chase down the old regime and making sure they do not rise once again i knew that technician was shady as fuck and reports in that he planted to the the device to the captain of a ship who tells Moff Gideon that the child is alive and that he plans to attain the asset with a huge ass army of black storm troopers. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, shit. Get ready for this. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Very good cliffhanger for the rest of the season that has been really good thus far. So let's jump into the feedback. If you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackrocouch at gmail.com. You can send it in written or audio format. First up is Jaylee, who says, Hey, Christina, how are you? Well, it wasn't a great week and then it turned into a good week and i think i'm going to have an even better next week because this kid is going to her daddy's and i will have some free time but thank you for asking how are you 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 can just respond in um i don't know uh under this podcast (laughs) well another week another healthy dose of little green baby induced serotonin that is completely an accurate assessment of baby Yanni slash Yoda. And this is the first episode where he didn't get attacked by any multi-leg creature. He did get electrocuted, but he'll walk it off. I really like this episode. I have never had one of those 
fixing a car with my dad moments but the opening scene did bring back i said phillips not flathead memories from my childhood i honestly thought the razor crest would make it to whatever planet they're going to then crap out leaving them stranded for a while i was kind of thinking that too this was better we got to catch up with characters we actually care about and they are thriving Kara is a marshal and she's practically cleaned up the entire area grief is something high ranking that i can't remember the exact title it's nice when your friends succeed i like that mando found out moff gideon is still alive from that recording other shows i'm looking at you charmed <laughs> will do a random info dump to reveal a villain is still alive or cough cough charmed the characters will deduce the person is alive and then they just pop up like here i am what i'm saying is i like that an unrelated sequence of events revealed important information that will drive the plot forward i agree instead of him hearing a rumor from a friend of a friend that seems <laughs> that sends him on a pointless quest that happens to lead him to the exact information he didn't know he needed until two scenes prior the episode actually made me retroactively dislike the last episode seeing mando and the team go through the base and successfully take it down seeing mando be competent and a badass once again and not the stumbling confused version we got last week chef's kiss also the general flow of the episode was smooth too there were no awkward transitions or pointless cuts yes i am once again referring to him turning them down only to join them one scene later and the cut when he landed after leaving the boat then turned around to see it blow up cringe i agree <laughs> they didn't introduce an entire side plot you have to research to understand and see above for interesting important information revelation tactics in place of exposition palooza all of that is so factual i no longer feel bad for dragging my part several times <laughs> in this own podcast because yes all of that is very true and relevant and all of the things about last week's episode where i was kind of like okay we never even got confirmation that he was even in a cult i mean what are we supposed to do with that part am i just supposed to just accept oh my god like in case you guys didn't know the part of mandalorian that he serves is a cult that is really a uh ancient way of doing things but there is this more relevant and pure way of the mandalore that is rising once again and since mando happens to now um be kind of friends with the queen and her probably two biggest badass lieutenants i don't know i'm just saying i want to see pedro pascal's face I, I want that helmet off in certain scenes at least two or three episodes out of the season it'd just be nice that's all that's all i'm saying but yes all of what you said too is so very very true i didn't even mind the mando wasn't involved in the bulk of the third act action this sequence worked to show where his priorities are he needs to pick up his son from daycare and get him somewhere safe his second priority is helping his friends once his kid is finally strapped into his seat the finally was for the seat belt oh girl you didn't even need to explain i always laugh at the baby craves violence memes but i'm pretty sure they're right 
and I'm okay with it. He was loving the barrel rolls and explosions and I love watching him love it. The part showing the engines as he was maneuvering and a word noise. And I know it's probably even been said, but how cute was it when Mando wiped the baby's throw up with his cape? He said he needs to do some onboard maintenance, which is code for, I have to clean up the kid. Love it. Yes to all of that. And especially, I forgot to mention he used his cape. I'm so glad you brought that back up because that was hilarious too. Because we've all been in the car looking for something like, oh shit, I ain't got no naps up in here. There's no napkins. I'm just going to have to use a piece of my clothing. (laughs) You ever taken off your sweater and they have to use it as a washcloth? I know I have. I also love that Mando is both exasperated and noble. He's like, Sigh, sure I'll help your town kill the giant creature that threatens it. Fine, I'll freeze to death fixing my ship to help you get your eggs fertilized. Granted, his terrible flying got them into that one. I guess I'll help you blow up this Imperial base. Not like I've got anything better to do like take a nap while my son is at school and my ship is being fixed. This makes me wonder if this is the way or if it's just his personality. I'm so weird but I've been watching Gilmore Girls and he reminds me of Luke. Grumpy but thoughtful there for you when you need help as long as he's allowed to complain the entire time. (laughs) I've never watched Gilmore Girls so I have no idea who Luke is but maybe that is the way is that he can never it seems that though they said that she threw it in his face last episode too like oh isn't mandalorian supposed to do this that and the other thing so there's like a code that if someone is asking for help and they are doing something for you you have to help them she continues now comes the question portion of this feedback because i have many girl i hope you ain't expecting answers because i don't think i have them (laughs) first question what is time I know it's a construct, but it doesn't seem to exist in this show. How long was he drifting in space? How long has it been since they left Navarro? Because they fixed that place up and Kara is the marshal. Changes like that don't happen overnight. Answers like that ain't coming from my mouth. Because I don't know. I don't even have a guess. Not a guesstimate. How long was he on Navarro this time? It had been... Or it had to have been a while, right? Since the Razor Crest was completely fixed by the end of the episode. <laughs> right? But I'm pretty sure that was um, just a reason why they was like, this This looks like a piece of shit. We're not going to drive. <laughs> like, there's no way we're about to have him looking in a busted up. I'm just going, this is one of those hand wavy things that I think that has nothing to do with time (laughs) and more to do with convenience. Or was it faster and easier because they had more than one person doing the work? It was only two of them. (laughs) If it was more than a few hours, who took care of the baby? Remember in the first season, they met very far from the town and it took them two days to get back speeders are nice but they're not that fast and that base looked like it was pretty far from the town they said it was on the other side of the planet so yeah (laughs) don't you start asking questions because then the plot holes reveal themselves (laughs) because they definitely 
definitely said it was the other side of the damn planet and as you pointed out it was two days last time and if they really left baby yanni at daycare for two whole damn days with a robot somebody needs to be trash the fuck up but they don't want us to think about those questions so yeah but that happened that's exactly what happened how long was or has grief had that dashing gray beard (laughs) he was giving me distinguished grandpa vibes and i'm here for it he was though i will say all first season i didn't like him at all in this episode i was like he's like granddaddy (laughs) i bet you under that long that robe he got some socks up to his fucking knees how do you train your force sensitive son not to use his powers to get everything he wants the baby is cute adorable really and that older kid was excommunicado as soon as he said no to sharing but he's using his powers more and more a lot of people were saying this was the first time he's used them since season or this season but it isn't when he was looking at the eggs in episode two he put his hand on the tank and moved them toward him he sure as hell did and i know he sure as hell did because i i hear it in my headphones and it was definitely like no because he needed them to come up to the top they were all the way at the bottom so far in this season he's only used the force for good or for food (laughs) but he's going to need to learn when it's okay and when it's not okay to use them i am however still waiting patiently on the baby to use the force to take off (laughs) to helmet and see his face it will be horrifying for den and hilarious for us i didn't know i wanted that until you just wrote it down is this the first time the baby peaked while den ate or has he been extra curious since last week's reveal um good question i don't know who invented starships and why did they put critical systems in such small spaces you know i'm gonna say this one i probably can answer it robots it seems that robots or some weird ass type of aliens are the only ones that can fix these spaceships because even when she takes it to that other mechanic on that that one chick whose name i never remember she just sends the robots so i i i think that's why it's not really made for uh mammals to be fixing why are they so mean to mithril (laughs) i mean sure he's working off a debt but they don't have to push him around like that side note i was sure homeboy was going to die the entire time they were on the base and i was pleasantly surprised when he didn't yeah that he was shooting a gun really kind of made you know him being and maybe that's why they was so mean to him they was like bitch you are capable stop acting like you is a sis when we know you can handle business when it's time to get good so stop pussyfooting around get on over there and handle it but yeah they could have shared some of the responsibility they didn't have to make him the absolute utter guinea pig but at the same time he did steal a lot of money from him (laughs) yeah he working off that debt but it's hey i could either put you in carbonite or i can let you work off the debt you still stole from me and i'm being really generous by not just putting you in the carbonite period i'm allowing you redemption and this was his redemption was that he gonna have to take the brunt of all the risk so there we've come up with a whole headcanon did the baby say fuck you or bitch you thought when he stole those cookies from that kid 
I'm sure it was one of those. I just can't decide which. Um, I'm gonna go with. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm two hundred percent nigga. What is Moff Gideon up to? We know he's cloning something, but what? I read somewhere that someone thought they were doing or cloning Vader. Ooh, is it Vader? I can't. Darth Vader? Yeah, Darth Vader. Vader. <laughs> And someone else said they think the thing in the tank looked like Snoke. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is Snoke the big one? I didn't even watch the after everybody was trying to ship Ray's um Ray with her with with the other one. I I, I stopped watching after that. <laughs> I'm not. I was like Finn is being sidelined so hard, and I'm not with the shit. I refuse I don't care how much I love a series sometimes when I very like that's why people were like you still ain't watched the second you ain't watched Endgame yes because I'm still that fucking pissed off on how they sideline Wakanda in the first one after putting it all up in the fucking trailers yeah I can be that petty bitch when I see it very transparently and I feel it in my soul and yeah I felt some kind of way it's not the creator's fault it's not the actor's fault I know this I know this it's someone who made that decision wherever they made that decision but it had me feeling some kind of way and now I ain't went back I don't feel I didn't like the fandom around the 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 latter two movies and then quite frankly after Carrie Fisher died I really was like oh my heart and soul and then I heard some stuff and things I was like well I ain't never going back to that and some of it was involving Snoke. Wasn't Ray, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, his daughter, daughter, his daughter? I don't know. <laughs> she continues, my vote is neither. <laughs> I said it on Tumblr and I'm going to say it here too. Disney had their chance. They had 32 years from Jedi and 10 years from Revenge of the Sith to think of a good sequel to the original trilogy. And they fumbled. The Force Awakens was a good move. You can say what you want about it being a car- or carbon copy of A New Hope, but it was objectively a good movie. While The Last Jedi had some good concepts and ideas, the execution was all over the place. And don't get me started on how they signed life in. Girl, she already, she, she with me. That's why I didn't even get to The Last Jedi. I was like, fuck that. I'm done. You, you do not know. Mm-mm. And it, mm, mm-mm, just mm-mm. Both characters. Uh, I forgot the what fucking pilot pilot's name. Even though it was a mess, it still set up what could have been a good finale if they continued the same themes. But Rise of Skywalker was just awful. It was literally two movies in one. I tried to erase pretty much everything from the Last Jedi in the first two acts, or it tried to erase pretty much everything from the Last Jedi in the first two acts, then tried to complete the trilogy in a rushed and nonsensical nonsensical third act the problem is they did not write an outline for the entire trilogy when they made the first movie Mm -hmm. imagine knowing you're going to make a trilogy of movies before you start the first one and not establishing any sort of framework for the next two before you hand it over to a different director to take over what a concept why not at least write down plot points or character arcs and endings something that is i forgot about that bit in the whole escapade as well because it was a lot not only the Finn sideline not not the Ray bullshit with the with the other guy that I can't remember his name I love the actor Adam Driver don't get me wrong but 
I I just thought it could, it had so much potential in The Force Awakens, and then all the potential went downhill, like all the way downhill. And I'm glad people told me before I even went because they knew I would have been hot. Like my friends <laughs> warned me before I spent dollars because I would have been hella heated. And I'm glad that I don't even have to allow my brain cells to be consumed by the rage and be the person I don't want to ever be getting on Tumblr. <laughs> Making long posts about how much I really hate everything they did. But yeah, dragging it for filth. Um, very clinically in the which way that you just did is, is uh, that's constructive criticism. And then another point that you uh, pointed out, yeah, about not that's that's my whole thing. I want to write a trilogy, and man, I've I've gotten only so far, and the only and the reason why I cannot get farther further is because I have to plot the whole thing out. If I don't plot the whole thing out, then I can't sit and throw all the middle pieces in there that I want to get in there. But I, I it just like I know exactly how the first uh, one's gonna go, but I cannot predict the second and the third one, not completely yet. And until I finish that, I can't get down to the business of writing it out as a whole. So yeah, I, I would think any competent writer with any sense would, even amateur, because I consider myself amateur, would know that's the basis one on one. So she continues, Disney had their chance, they had the time and the budget to make a good follow-up, and they messed it up. They don't get to use the Mandalorian as a way to fix the mistakes they made during the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. They can miss me with that. It's becoming more obvious the show is going down this route, but I want to go on record saying the Mandalorian was always meant to be something in the Star Wars universe, but not in the main canon. That's why they're in the Outer Rim. And now that it's become popular, Disney is trying to use it to redeem themselves and make sense of the mess they made. It's ridiculous and unfair. You made your terrible bed, now lay in it. Rant over, sorry about that. You ain't gotta be sorry. Overall, I really like this episode and I'm excited for next week's. Favorite moments of the episode, Din and the baby eating together, aka the type of father slash son bonding moments I signed up for. And the baby practically breaking his neck trying to look at Din's face when he lifted his helmet. I also can't wait to hear your thoughts. Peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. That is Jaylee with all of the good email feedback that I love to hear. And last but certainly not least is my girl Lamia.
What up, Stina? It's Mimi. Um, I am sending in feedback for Mandalorian. Uh, This was uh, season two, episode four. Um, I'm trying to get my life together and be right. So I'm sending feedback. I um, did not write notes because I was really comfortable and warm underneath that weighted blanket. And I did not feel like uh, picking up my pen and my paper, even though it was literally right next to me. So I'm just going to go off of memory. And you know how that goes. So (laughs) we'll see. Um, Side note, I just want to say like, I know I told you I let you know how that Cane's chicken is. They just built it. It's it's already open. And I'm telling you, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some. Maybe I'll get some of that today since it just opened. Tell me why that line is wrapped smooth around the corner and there's two whole ass uh, like drive through like lanes and they both are full as hell. I was like, look. I don't care how good that chicken is. Ain't nobody got time for that. I was like, Derek about to get this whatever I decide to make for dinner today because I'm not going. I guess I'll find out if that chicken is good when the hype wears down because <laughs> I am not about to spend an hour in line just to taste chicken that I'm not sure if it's going to be good or not. And I got to be honest with you. I live in an area where it is um, it is broken up into areas where like there's predominantly black people I should say colored people and there's areas where it's predominantly white I live in a college town so based off your income is where you live my particular neighborhood is pretty white um where they put this cane chicken is in the center of like the area where a lot of shopping is done so you know depending on which street you go on and which area you'll see um black people And then you can see a bunch of white people. So I can't say that there's only black people in this line. The reason I bring that up is because I know in Chicago, people were harping and raving about Harold's chicken. And I decided to give it a go and take into it. Like I'm from the South. So I feel like we we know fried chicken. I was born in Georgia. Um, I had a lot of my adolescence life in Georgia and in North Carolina. So like my grandma used to cook Sunday dinner. So I expect a lot for my fried chicken. So I go to this Harold's place and it wasn't even cheap and it was disgusting. And people were just like, oh, my God, it's so good. No, it's not like Harold's chicken is disgusting. Like I couldn't even finish it. Like to me, if I don't bite into it and it ain't delicious, like that first bite, I don't want it. And that's how I feel. So I got to be honest with you. It's popping right now. But just because it's popping don't mean that it's not it's gonna be good because people could just be intrigued because it's new people could know about it or it could be a hell of a lot of white people in that line so i'm gonna have to wait till it um dies down and then i'll let you know how it goes so i'm I'm just gonna i'm starting with that little antidote just because i'm looking right at it i'm sitting in a parking lot um i have to go in the target and i was like you know what let me send this so i can go home and watch merlin and i can be on on point and on time because I jacked last week all the way up. I cannot still am mad that I missed Raised by Wolves. It, I'm telling you, it's because I have to watch it on my laptop. I forget about it. It never even occurs to me, and I never and I didn't look at the the calendar just because I was just my schedule was off, and it just threw my whole life away. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm getting it together. So on to this feedback. So in this episode, let me see. We started with. <laughs> Mando trying to walk uh, baby Yanni through putting the black wire where the red wire was I think 
but it was the the sounds that were coming out of that baby like I cannot I (laughs) baby Yanni is so cute I can't even I can't even and it's so Mando be treating him like he ain't a freaking toddler (laughs) he's like put that in there put it in there he was like looking at it like yeah oh my god he's so cute oh I can't even like I love that little baby like I cannot stand it I wish I wish he need he would learn how to communicate with us because I need him to talk I need him to put his his voice in our head I need him to start signing writing notes something I need him to start talking because the coups are too much and they're, and they're killing me I can't take it like my ovaries are about to explode like baby fever and it is it's bad (laughs) i am 37 years old and at this point if i'm gonna have another one it better be fast because my uterus is about to shrivel up and be and be completely useless and watching this baby coo all the time is too much when he was in that school and the little boy was eating those blue cookies (laughs) he put his hand out i almost died like I could the cuteness overload was so much <laughs> he, was, he was so cute like he's like oh what is that I'm telling you that boy is ho- always hungry like I know Mando be feeding him I just know it but he be eating all the time that little baby be hungry all the time all of the time like he is never not hungry <laughs> and <laughs> he was like I swear this is like the, I think this is the first time this season we see him use his powers and he uses to steal that little boy cookie and he didn't steal just one he took that whole ass pack <laughs> I was so dead like it was the cutest thing ever and then he looked at the boy after he took a bite like you should have just gave me one like it was i wish he could talk because i wanted to know what he was thinking when he stole that boy whole ass pack of cookies <laughs> it was so cute um and then um i like that we got to see Kara again and then the black guy i can't remember his name but he he really <laughs> acted up like he did a whole 180 he don't even act like the same person the way he was like oh cuckoo so cute i'm so oh you brought the baby like why are you cooing and eyeing at this little baby that you tried to get killed <laughs> you was you was gonna take it back to those people like don't act like y'all friends now don't and don't act like i didn't forget because i remember sir i'm on to you um i like that we got to see uh cara do some badassery and how she's the marshal like that was on point I don't know if she was before, but I like that she turned that town into something fabulous. And they got the school now. Like, it's like a whole functioning city. Um, I, I, what else happened? Oh, um, I, I really like the action scenes. Like, I'm not one of those, like, action junkies. Like, I, usually, like, action scenes and, like, you know, the Marvel movies, like, that go on too long get on my nerve like i'm not gonna lie like sometimes i used to watch avengers and it's like damn 20 minutes is this is are they still fighting this ain't over yet it used it gets on my nerve sometimes but these like there was like i feel like it wasn't so overdone that it, it actually worked and like the imagery was really good um i really liked how Kara <laughs> took that whole ass truck and just ran it right off the edge and she slammed on that on on their ship and she ain't even like whatever let's keep it moving that was pretty dope um i like that mando was there to help them i i really like those team ups and i hope we get more like 
I could do without the black guy. I mean, he, no, no offense to him, but I like when it's Kara and Mando, like because they they really compliment each other. Like she is a boss ass bitch, and he, we know he be killing it. But them together, like I really feel like this really not anything they couldn't do. They're just both really stealthy. They're both strong. They're both powerhouses. They both think outside the box. Like I, I really enjoy watching them together. Um, now let's get back to what is this guy's name? Oh my goodness! That was I, Mimi with her thoughts on the, the episode. guy that we thought was dead. The and black. Well, first I don't and think foremost, I think he's Dominican, I'm glad you mentioned that weighted blanket because so I was dark. Uh, thinking about <laughs> but, um, that today. <laughs> Because I was in my way. Oh my god, it's gonna bother me. You know, I'm terrible. And I was this is like, why oh, I take notes because so that's the good. only way I remember. Like, I wonder names. if Mimi but is over her. We knew he wasn't dead, but now Mando I knows he's will never not be. dead. So I just this need some clarification from you, Christina. Or I know we have a new friend who always sends in information, and it seems like he or she is always on point. That is some real talk. Things they clarify because you know I don't know. I don't know been there stuff, and I don't know any of this stuff because I'm not a Star Wars. I do that at night when I have to use the restroom. Right when I get cozy and it's and I'm nice and toasty and I'm ready to doze off, and then my bladder's like I gotta go, and I'm like just willing to wait. They're trying. I don't want to get up. I just don't want to get up. Baby Yanni's blood for something, and I'm assuming they're trying to get some type of Jedi power only two hours. That would make the most sense. Remember me? If it takes fifty years for baby Yanni in to regards be to a little chicken, baby girl get some of that chicken they that don't reproduce very, very fast clearly <laughs> and whoever like, was uh, impregnated uh, or and gave I, birth I feel what you're or, saying you know, though because i've had people Yanni tell me Ooh, get it this was chicken, probably a really chicken, long process like, mm-hmm. is my assumption mm-hmm. um gestational period is probably a really really you know people have different taste buds so i have a hard time trusting my mother about a lot of probably i'm like yeah we don't have the same taste buds i would assume so anytime you tell me something's really good and that was the one that told me about canned chicken so and i know I they like, want him for that specific and then my sister came by with some canned chickens i was like oh much money on him but now i'm just curious i don't get it too often though like it's not something you'd be like oh it's so and good i'm trying to get the background information but i've never been a star wars fan hit well the first star wars anything i've ever watched than the other chicken places i've been presented with because it's it better than Popeyes. Like I don't like Popeyes. People Real be like, "Ooh, you love Popeyes." Um, I do so, not like Popeyes chicken, and I didn't all. like it enough to watch. I'd rather it take KFC. Like, that's sad. Because it's a good movie, one, but it's a white man. Not into Star Wars like <laughs> that. So, and I feel like if it was just Mando, it's twenty thirty herbs and okay spices from a freaking it, Negro. So okay. That's why I don't fuck with them. Um, not so too I just need y'all um, to explain to me as much as you can but, about, you know, I sure this shit don't new like Empire, Popeyes. The I don't like the way it tastes. I don't like what like, they put in the, the mashing gravy. for them? Were they I bad? just don't like it. I just need that kind so, of information. Tell, chicken me, tell me what I'm supposed is, to do. Like, I'm it's decently for, good. For Mando I like they fry it fresh. But in the other ones, was the Empire good? Unlike other chicken places that just have the shit sitting there. I know And then the salviness gets into the chicken. No, they fry that shit to order. Um, so Ray, there's a fresh aspect Ray, to it, I and the sauce that comes them. with it Ray is Lowe, pretty tasty. Rinlo, so you should I, try. See, it. I don't even remember. But yeah, I would. I know like, Finn because he's a black line. guy. That's really all like, I know. I wouldn't so, spend more than. Uh, I guess I could end it here. Minutes in I a really line waiting for about chicken. Anything else from that? Ain't worth all that. Points that I really enjoyed. So now let's move on to the episode. I think we all can agree, baby Yanni is so damn cute that pretty much it's hard not to be. Love, peace, happiness, and you have very strong emotional ties to this baby. (laughs) And I know for shit, 
I'm not having another one. So yeah, I can love Baby Yanni as if it's my own because I can give it back to Star Wars when I'm done. <laughs> and then Moff Gideon is the Dominican that you were speaking of that is alive. Now I I'm with you. I'm kind of like question mark, question mark, question mark. I watched some of the old Star Wars. Like I remember the the Anakin one and I just remember it so much because the whole time I was like, Anakin's such a bitch. <laughs> he was. He was such a whiny little bitch. And Aaron McGregor was the best part of that movie because he was fine as hell and his character was just awesome. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi that is what I watched for those like it feels that is the Star Wars theme I watched for a particular reason not all the other reasons but usually it's something that hones me in on it I'm sure a lot of Star Wars fans are probably like oh my god like oh my god you don't know Kylo Ren's name and I just actually that came to me and I was thinking how you were saying Rilo Kylo And I couldn't correct you until that very moment in which it came out right. So yeah, I, I don't know these people, but I'm trying to put together a piece together some of my and I did actually, strangely enough, the the earlier three are my favorite. The 1980s version is my favorite version. And I guess we always say that the the nothing could be worse than the Anakin ones. But apparently they could do that (laughs) that's what happened in the three recent installations but as far as the time frame i'm gonna say because i really don't know about the recent ones that this is sometime after the fall of the imperial power so after luke skywalker defeats darth vader and blows up the um their big old ships and shit so then the new republic comes in and tries to take over the new system but as Jaylee pointed out we're in the outer planets so technically this was a this is no man's territory this is the untamed the beltaloda part of the of the show and that's why you had the mandalores and their whole shit and how they can be submitted here and we didn't have to be so connected to the actual canon that was a huge draw to the show for me which is why me and Jaylee are kind of like pissed that we have to even do any fucking homework at all (laughs) and the fact that they're incorporating more of what's in canon into this show because ain't nobody got time for all that like who cares I don't care what's going on in the galaxy I'm not about to go watch Clone Wars I'm not about to do all that I'm here for baby Yoda or Yanni as we call him and Mando okay and meeting new friends that happen to be black and have more purposes or black or brown Latina anything we're putting people of color in a show (laughs) with the with the cutest fucking green baby on the planet earth that's what I signed up for like you said I showed up for Finn that's facts hey Disney guess what brown and black people want to be represented in sci-fi and fiction and you did it and we jumped on it and of course kind of what jaylee was alluding to now all the 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 um <coughs> caucasian the execs want to be like oh well let's, let's go for that they go tweak some stuff and add some stuff that would no 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 they hijacking our tail and we, we only don't allow so much that shit 
<laughs> before criticizing it terribly but yes the imperial are definitely the bad guys they've been defeated but you know like any type of like there was still nazis to be hunted down after world war ii they would be the nazis in this situation someone else was just pointing out why nazis always got to be the bad guys it's the one we recognize and the one still thriving in the united states of america under the guise of the kkk so (laughs) um it's also uh uh, yeah we can go deep into that but that is a relevant point there are a lot of other evil evil regimes in the world nazis just what america got themselves involved in uh to call themselves patting on the back but let's 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 not go into history but yeah so we're supposed to be rooting for everyone else even the new republic people like there are guys the thing with the mandos and them they was all up into this other type of shit that was not down with like they're part of the more deep mystical some shit type of world because they talk about black sabers like they're with the they would be because they're they were mortal enemies the the species the jedi yeah the jedi in the new republic are friends or maybe they're on the same yeah because we saw luke i have the force um <laughs> and then you have the the other side mandalores they were not cool with the with anybody really but they certainly weren't friendly with the new republic they think they're shit and they're just it's like belts of lotus it's like oh okay one minute it was the earthers now we got the fucking martians but they're a part of the same freaking type of a system of oppression for them so there's like i don't give a fuck about either one of you but it turns out from our perspective of being human beings and knowing that the force is good and jedis are good um that we should be on their side as well i hope that made sense Jaylee. you can definitely help her out a lot more because you seem to know what you're talking about much more than i do i'm just kind of throwing together all the previous knowledge that i feel is making sense but i'm not really that invested in fact checking myself so you can do that definitely for both of us think we have prattled on enough if you want to join in the conversation blackrocouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>